Welcome back, fight fans, to the second half of episode 98 of The Neutral Corner. This is the preview portion where we're going to talk about the matchups coming this week. So let's get started. Thursday, October 19th, it is another Golden Boy Promotions card on ESPN. This one's on ESPN2. It's from the Monte Carlo Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Um, not the best card. Not the best card in the world. I, I think that we're probably going to get, well, we're definitely going to get a lot of blood. We're definitely going to get some knockdowns and knockouts and some excitement. But pretty meaningless card. Not really building to anything. It just kind of feels like they're filling the air, filling this time slot, if you will. We'll find out. Uh, in the co-main, Alejandro Barrera versus DeAndre Gibson, a 10-round welterweight fight. Interesting enough matchup. In the main event, Gabriel Rosado, who has lost six of his last nine, going up against Glenn Tapia, who's lost three in a row. They're fighting in a 10-round middleweight fight. And look, I get it. Stylistically, this is going to be a bloodbath. Both of these guys bleed if you breathe on them. So there's going to be cuts in blood, especially Rosado. But Tapia has looked really bad in some recent fights. He last fought Jason Quigley and made a good effort. And maybe this is just Golden Boy's way of saying thank you and giving him another chance. I get it. But headlining a card? Oof, that's tough, man. That's real tough. Um, I'm a glutton for this kind of stuff. I'm a glutton for violence. So I'm probably going to watch this. You know, and I know a lot of you guys out there will too. But uh, we'll see if this thing gets ugly. You know, keep up with me on Twitter Thursday night um, as we watch this. And if it gets ugly, you know, the ref needs to be on standby. The ring doctor, you just hope that the people, and look, California, I think, oh, this, I'm sorry, this is in Las Vegas. I was just going to say, California does a good job. I'm concerned because this is in Las Vegas. The Nevada Commission doesn't do a very good job. No, the ring doctor and the officials for this fight need to be aware of these fighters' histories, particularly Tapia's, who's been violently knocked out. And Rosado, who has been so busted up and cut up, it's almost looked like you could see bone at times around his eyes. They need to be aware of these two fighters' histories, and they need to be taking a close look from the opening bell forward. Uh, a lot of you don't like this matchup, and I understand. But guys, you know, these are two grown men. They're professional fighters. It's their lives. They want to fight. Let them fight. But the officials in charge and the corners need to be ready to do the right thing should it be necessary. All right, Friday night, October 20th. There's a couple of small cards um, I just want to tell you guys about David Hay, Haymaker Promotions, is putting on a card in London this Friday. And Thompson Boxing Promotions is putting on another Path to Glory card from Ontario, California. These Thompson Boxing cards, they're fun. They're a lot like the LA Fight Club cards that Golden Boy Promotions does. And one thing I love about Thompson Boxing with these cards, these Path to Glory cards, is they stream them live. So go to their Twitter page to get all the information. It'll be right there. Go to their Facebook page. It'll be streamed live. It might even be on their website, streamed live for their website. Check it out, man. I mean, if you want to watch some boxing on a Friday night, um, they got a few fun prospects fighting there. 
why not? It's, it's streamed. I mean, you watch it right here on your phone. So check it out. If you're a diehard fight freak and you're fiending for some fights Friday night, boom, there you go. So I wanted to let you guys know about that. Okay, Saturday, October 21st. We got a lot of action going on. Let's start with the ladies. For those of you who know that sort of thing, Cecilia Breckhouse is defending her welterweight titles, and she's got about 8,000 of them, going up against a 41-year-old Swedish journey woman. I can't say journeyman, right? Journey woman, uh, Michaela Lauren in Norway. And these two fought once already back in 2010 and ended in a TKO7 win for Breckis. So I don't know why they're rematching. As far as I know, this isn't some sort of mandatory fight. If it is, and one of you know that, correct me. But uh, I, I didn't see anything about a mandatory. You know, for Breckis, she just fights in a, in a very weak division and there aren't many interesting fights. She is a household name out there in Norway, in that part of the world. And, and she fights out there to big crowds. She does big business out there. It's kind of similar uh, in a you know, weaker sense of what Klitschko did over in Germany and what other fighters in different parts of the world have been able to do. So props to her for being you know, the most successful in terms of putting butts in seats, the most successful female boxer of this era. But I'd love to see her in a fight that diehard fight freaks cared about. You know, there's a fighter in Las Vegas that I talked to once a little bit on a radio show I was doing out there once. Layla McCarter, who's an experienced Las Vegas fighter who would love to fight Cecilia Brickus. I'd love to see that. I'd like to see Brickus come to America and fight her in Las Vegas or something. They're not going to headline a card, obviously, but maybe they could be a co-main or part of a big pay-per-view card. I don't know. I, I, I would like to see that one. I mean, I'm not big on female boxing. It's not my thing. But every now and then there's a matchup where you match two people that know what they're doing and look like you know, top-level female fighters. I'm interested in it. Uh, she could move up to middleweight and fight this Christina Hammer, who's, a, uh, I think, a Kazakhstan-born fighter who fights out of Germany. That'd be a big fight in Germany. Move up to middleweight and fight this Christina Hammer. And I get it. She'd be really, really out, you know, uh, undersized in that fight. I get it. It's just, you know, that would, it would take a matchup like that for me to get interested and actually watch. Other than that, I don't report much on it. But Cecilia Brekas, I do report when she fights because she is the most important female fighter right now. And she's the most accomplished. And I feel that somebody like Ronda Rousey, not to go back into this whole boxing versus UFC thing for the 500th time, but Ronda Rousey had all these accolades. And, and even um, Ali's kid, uh, I can't think of her, Layla Ali's, you know, Layla Ali, Muhammad Ali's daughter, got so many accolades and was so popular and so famous and doing commercials on TV and, t and all kinds of shows and stuff. And she hadn't beat anybody of note. I feel Cecilia Breckhouse is more accomplished than both of those two women, but doesn't get half the press. She's completely unknown here in America. And that's kind of a shame. But some of that is on her and her team for not wanting to really take the big challenges and maybe come over to America and make some fights over here. Okay, so there is a matchroom card from Belfast, Northern Ireland, headlined by Ryan Burnett defending his IBF Bantamweight title that he won off Lee Haskins in June against Zanat Zakayanov, who's defending his WBA title. He was actually dropped uh, two times in the first round 
against Ruche Ward back in February, but came back to win a split decision. And he deserved that decision. So these two guys are unifying titles. And this fight is going to be same day tape on HBO, part of a HBO card that I'll talk about in just a second. I like that fight a lot, man. Anytime you get a unification fight, thumbs up. Anytime you get two young guns like this going up against each other that seem to be peaking in their career, thumbs up. So all the, the, the recipes there for a good quality scrap. I love that HBO picked this thing up. Smart business for them. So uh, props to HBO, who hasn't had the greatest year in 2017. But uh, I think this is a great pickup for them. And they're closing out the year strong. I, I should rephrase it. HBO started the year poorly, but they are closing the year strong. They've, they've had some good stuff, and they got some nice stuff lined up for the rest of the year. So um, Frank Warren, I'm sticking over there in the UK. Frank Warren has a card from Yorkshire featuring undefeated featherweight prospect Josh Warrington. Uh, he's going to be fighting in his backyard. This guy's 25-0, and 0, but he's only got five knockouts. Really doesn't have good power at all. And he's taking a step back in opposition after narrowly defeating Kiko Martinez in May. The guy that he's fighting this Saturday is a step down from that. So maybe they're pulling him back a little bit, trying to work on some things, keep him busy. For those of you who are interested in that one. Um, here in America, got a couple cards going on. Let's go back to that HBO card. Uh, Turning Stone Resort and Casino in Verona, New York. That's upstate. In New York, I talked about the fight from the UK, the matchroom card, or the fight that they're going to pick up between Burnett and Zakianov. Also, Demetrius Andrade is fighting Alantez Fox, a 12-round, 160-pound fight. This is the middleweight debut for Andrade. Uh, Fox has fought absolutely nobody. This is a showcase fight for Andrade. And I realized I just said Andrade a second ago. Sorry, that's just how the name looks to me. But they always pronounce it Andre. It's Demetrius Andre. This is his middleweight debut. This guy, Andre, had so much potential going back. It feels like it was four or five years ago when we saw this guy and just thought, man, he's got a lot of tools. He can fight uh, southpaw, orthodox, a lot of length, uh, long arms, knows how to use that length, good skills. He's got all the punches defensively responsible. He's got a little bit of everything, but he's just been so inactive, so incredibly inactive and hasn't built himself up as a prospect. Now, I know he had a fight earlier this year, a close competitive fight, but he clearly won over in Europe. But And now he's moving up in weight, but do they really need to fight this level of opponent, their first middleweight fight? There's plenty of guys in the middleweight division, and HBO is heavily invested in the middleweight division, that they could have put him in there against. Either way, this fight shouldn't last that long. If it does, shame on Andre. Also, Jazreel Corrales going up against Alberto Machado, defending his WBA Super 130-pound title for the third time. Of course, this, uh, this super featherweight or junior lightweight, whichever you prefer, division is loaded. I talked about the Burchelt Salido fight uh, that's coming up in the, the first portion of this episode. Uh, that fight's coming up in December. You got Vasily Lomachenko. You got a bunch of guys in this division. So uh, this will be a fun one, and it'll be interesting to see what HBO does with the winner of this fight, where they go next. Um, and look, Machado, I'm going to say it right now, 
very live dog in this fight. This is a nice, well-matched, competitively matched fight. I like it a lot. Uh, don't like the Andre Fox fight or Foes fight, but I like this fight a lot. Foes. I'm looking at my notes. I have Alantes Foes, F-O-Z, and then later right next to it, I have Fox. It's, it's Fox. So just ignore me. Okay. Also on that card, Lamont Roach, 130-pound undefeated prospect, and Demetrius Ballard, a undefeated super middleweight prospect. They're both fighting in 10 rounders. Uh, maybe they'll show highlights from those two fights. Maybe it'll be streamed somewhere. I don't know. I hope so, because I want to see these guys, see if they develop a little bit. All right, also, Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey, World Boxing Super Series Cruiserweight Quarterfinals. This should be a very fun, entertaining matchup. Marat Gassiev making his 2017 debut in the first defense of his IBF Cruiserweight title that he won off Denis Lebedev last December. He should have the WBA title as well, but I'm not going to get into that for the millionth time. The WBA in their craziness, I can't even keep up. He's going up defending his title against Krzysztof Vlodarczyk, the Polish fighter who seemingly has been around forever. Uh, Vlodarczyk is 36 years old. Started his pro career in 2000. Think about that, man. So 17 years as a pro. He's fought everybody in the division. Never been stopped. Never been seriously hurt in a fight that I can remember. Uh, Vlodarczyk, I think, has taken a knee. I think he may have been counted up against the ropes before or something like that as a knockdown. But I can't remember this guy ever being really, really dropped or really hurt in a fight. And he's never been stopped. And I think Gostiev is going to be the first guy to stop Vlodarczyk. That is how I see this thing going. Also on this card, undefeated Polish junior middleweight prospect. I'm going to butcher this name. Maciej Saluki is stepping up in opposition. They're building this guy up. Going up against the uh, Ecuadorian German Jack Kolke, who's coming off a loss to Demetrius Andrade, who I just talked about uh, back in March. Most feel Andrade won that fight seven rounds to five, eight rounds to four, but it was actually a split decision. One judge had Kolke winning that fight. I don't think he won that fight. I thought, I thought he clearly lost, but he was competitive. He probably won about four rounds. So now this Polish prospect, Suleki, is going up against him. Uh, I like this matchup. I think this is the right way to build this kid up, man. Um, this is the right time for him. Put him in there with a guy like Kolke. See what he's got. See what he's got. So that should be fun. Look, for Gassiev, I do think that Vlodarczyk is going to probably win early rounds. It might somewhat look like the Jarrett Hurd-Austin Trout fight. Not in terms of styles, obviously. Just in terms of the lighter hitting, more experienced, more fundamentally sound fighter looking really good early on. But the younger, stronger, heavier hitting uh, just bruiser type of fighter slowly wearing down the older guy. And I could see down the stretch a stoppage. Now, could we see a one-hitter quitter in this? Could Gassiev land a big shot that brutally knocks out Vlodarczyk? I don't know, man. He wasn't able to do that against Lebedev. And Lebedev is another experienced guy who's been in there uh, with all of them. He's been at the top of that division for a long time. Gassiev couldn't get him out of there. 
I do think that he can hurt, wear down, and maybe stop Vlodercheck, but it might look a little more like a ref stoppage, ring doctor, something like that, or even a retirement. But I do think, you know, if I had to put money on how I see this thing happening, I like Gassiev TKO 10. That's the way I see this fight. And look, Gassiev, Dortikos, and Usyk, those three fighters are going to be fun to watch in that next round of the World Boxing Super Series Cruiserweight Tournament, man. And look, Vlodacek has a chance here. I don't want to sell him short. He has a chance. If this fight were happening five years ago, I might favor him. But at this point, I just think Gassiev is just going to be a little too much. But in the next round, man, going to be fun. Going to be real fun. I think it's going to end up being Gassiev and Dortikos. How could you not love that freaking matchup? That's going to be bombs away. But enough talking for me this week. Guys, let me know what you think. Like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. I'm Michael Montero for Boxing Monthly. I'll see you at the fights. Thank you.